You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Alright, thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of the Wisconsin Sports Heroics Podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network. My name is Sam Holman and I'm here with my co-host McQuaid Arnold. McQuaid, how are you doing? I am outstanding. Last month of the year before, uh, with no football, pretty yeah. stoked, pretty stoked. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely going to be a relief once we get back to even, even just the preseason training camp. That's always kind of exciting. Uh, even yeah, not... The Hall of Fame game is coming up soon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, but in the meantime, you know we're gonna be we're gonna be talking uh, position battles. Um, kind of plan this out for the next m- month and a half, two months or so. Uh, basically, yep. it'll take us right up till about preseason first part of the uh, first week of the uh, regular season. Um, obviously, once the regular season starts, we'll be talking about other stuff. Um, but yeah, for for now, we're just gonna be talking about uh, the position groups on the Packers today. We're gonna be talking the secondary, so corners and safeties. Um, before we did that, just a kind of a piece of like minor, really minor news. Um, I saw on uh, Jordan Love or no David Bakhtiari's Instagram that actually Jordan Love has joined the uh, the proactive sports. Uh, organization which is the essentially the training service that Aaron Rodgers and Bakhtiari and a bunch of other guys I think Clay Matthews used it or he might still use it um but Jordan Love has joined that and so that's kind of just kind of a cool little piece of news probably it probably doesn't mean anything has changed but you know it's just it's kind of interesting cool and that, that that's is that something that that Aaron Rodgers himself uh or, or is it just tra- training thing for for Aaron Rodgers um, I think it's just like a general like athletic training. Like I know they do like pre-draft training, like for the combine and everything. I think Quay Walker actually trained there as well from some of their social media posts. Oh, no way. Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a lot of Packers connections there. Um, like I think Kenny Clark might be another guy there. There's a bunch of Packers who who train there. A bunch of NFL people who or NFL players who train there. So it's just kind of interesting. That's cool. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into some secondary talk. So I figured maybe we could start first with the safeties. Um, obviously, you got the starters, uh, Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos. Those are kind of locked in. I don't anticipate any competition. Um, I'm not looking at the depth chart right now, but just off the top of my head, some of the depth players. You've got Sean Davis. You've got, um, I believe... Uh, Keisha Nixon is listed as a corner on the uh, roster right now, I believe. So he's not really a safety. Um, what was the name of the the linebacker safety hybrid that they picked? Uh, Tariq Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, he, he was the other other main yeah. one, I believe, in their in their safety room. Um, so just thinking about that group, obviously the starters are kind of locked in. How do you see um, the competition between Tariq Carpenter, between Sean Davis, and you can throw Vernon Scott in there? How do you see that competition playing out in camp? Uh, so, I mean, you hit it right on the head when it comes to, obviously, the first two. That That's going to be a no-brainer. Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos are going to be one of the best, uh, or one of the better, I should say, safety duos in the NFL. Yeah. And then after that, it's, it's, it's going to be who who steps up. Um, and 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 what they see in training camp and early signs point to Sean Davis. He's he's improved a lot at that say, third safety position. Um, but I think that that we you know we haven't seen anything from from Tree Carpenter yet. We have no idea what to expect from him. And the fact that he was um, 
converted, right? Converted to that to that hybrid yeah. role. I think bodes well for him because he's he's gonna have, uh, in my opinion, maybe a little bit more versatility uh, and speed, athleticism that that maybe he would normally otherwise have at that hybrid role. Um, but then that's that's what we I think we talked about it last week or, or the week before that. That's what this what, what comes into play. You know, a possible free agent. You bring a guy like uh, like Landon Collins in for who is yeah. by far one of the bigger uh, free agent names out there. Still, you bring him in and you you ask him to to play to go from, you know, Pro Bowl caliber safety play just a few years ago to, hey, on our team, we just need you to be sa- safety number yeah. three on occasion. Like, hey, that, that could build well for your team. So I think it's, it's re- pretty wide open to see um, uh, who takes the job. Right now, Sean Davis for sure. I think if, if the season started today, it'd be Sean Davis. However, if Green Bay doesn't like what they see or or, or get something in the, in the works for a, a free agent, um, it's really up in there who could be there week one. Yeah, and I think that, like like you mentioned, Tariq Carpenter, kind of his versatility is interesting because you could kind of see him filling a little bit of that role that Raven Green had for, like, the last couple of years. Um, yep. I, I was kind of, you know, kind of that, that hybrid safety linebacker spot, basically what Tariq Carpenter is. Um, they kind of, they had kind of, during, I believe during the draft, they talked about moving him to linebacker, but it sounds like at camp he sw- switched to safety. Um for or he was at safety for a fair amount so it seems up in the air what what position exactly he's going to play but yeah definitely if they you know when they go to dime he could carve out a role kind of as that dime linebacker type player um and just looking at I, I should have done this right from the beginning but I pulled up the the roster uh for the Packers roster as it sits right now and a couple guys um there's a there's another safety Trey Sterling out of Oklahoma State he was an undrafted free agent uh, rookie, um, and then Ennis Gaines uh, from TCU. I, I believe yeah. he made he made some plays in the preseason in camp last year, and so I'd, I'm going to be interested to see. You know, maybe he can do a little bit something more. Maybe he can he can carve out a special teams role, but because I believe for most of last season he was just on the uh, the um, the practice squad. Practice squad, yeah, yeah. So that that'll be interesting because it feels like that that whole like third safety dime linebacker whatever it turns out being um it's good that there's still a lot up in the air with that you know is it gonna be sean davis could Tariq carpenter you know get get on the roster and in that spot um what about you know vernon scott i know people had some a lot of people had some high hopes for him you know coming out of tcu again uh he was as a seven round pick i mean you don't necessarily expect much but he he's made you know some some nice he's done some nice things in the time he's been out there but you know what what can he possibly do so that'll be definitely an interesting battle to watch and I think one of the top battles for training camp and we've kind of talked about that before but it'll be interesting to watch I think that one of the one of the uh big things we're also going to see is is how often the Packers put themselves in a position where they don't need a third safety on the field they have they have gone out of their way to acquire versatile linebackers th- this offseason, no, most notably Quay-, Quay Walker, and then also yeah. converting safety, Tree Carpenter to linebacker, um, and then obviously pointing up and paying Devondre Campbell to keep continue to keep that line- linebacker position strong. I, I don't know if if you know, I, I don't want to like presume that hey, if we if they think there's they got no one at that third safety, they're just gonna go right to a, a a a package where you could just have a versatile linebacker in there but yeah i think it's that that's, that's something worth noting you know if you have um the slot covered with with you know cornerback of your choice you could have you could have a versatile linebacker just roam in the middle of the field and not have to necessarily worry 
about a third safety. So yeah, I think that's really, really important too, is the fact that they, they, they invested a lot in that line linebacker position to create mm-hmm. the, whatever type of, of gap in between that, that third yeah. safety and linebacker role. They could cover that with a, with a linebacker. Yeah, definitely. I think the the need for a third safety is definitely less than it was. Um, That's part of the reason I think that the Packers defense will improve, among a bunch of other reasons, obviously, is that they are going to be relying on that kind of maybe lesser quality third safety like they were with Henry Black last year. A lot of the, you know, the big plays, the big busts in coverage, that was when Henry Black was, it was the guy Henry Black had. And so just by taking, like, decreasing the amount that you have to play a, a third safety who's, you know, let's be honest, he was pretty bad last year. Decreasing the amount you have to play him is just going to help help the defense improve as it is. Um, I think there will still be snaps where they want to play uh, with three safeties or an extra DB, whatever, whoever that is on the field. Um, but I think that should be less with the addition of Quay Walker. Yep, I agree 100%. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, give me a uh, bold prediction for any of the safeties, whether it's the position group or s- statistics for a single uh, certain player, or, or yeah, just give me a bold prediction. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with two. Okay. I'm gonna go with okay. with. I think Green Bay is gonna gonna sign uh, uh, Landon Collins. Right. I'm, okay. I've been I've been this is like maybe the second <laughs> or third podcast in a row where I've been I've been uh, beating the table for that. But you know you know so. But I'll also do one where where uh, currently on the team as well. But that's my first one is I think the Green Bay does go out and make make a splash play. Um, and then I don't know if this is necessarily a bold prediction, but prediction nonetheless is that is that Darnell Savage just shuts the haters up. Uh, understandably so, he's come under criticism over the last year or so, and then and uh, he's his player's been up and down. Right, I, I get that and I acknowledge that, but I think that he is legitimately a starting caliber safety in this league i think that he is going to do great things in this league and i think yeah. that you know just a second year under joe barry uh an- another year uh, alongside adrian amos um i'm i have really high expectations for for darnell savage and maybe maybe i'm setting myself up for failure and maybe he <laughs> disappoints me but uh i really don't think so i really think darnell savage is gonna come in and show that that not only was green bay w- was right for exercising his fifth year option right. um but they, they 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 got a good pick. They got a good player. They're they're going to extend Adrian Amos. They're going to re-sign Darnell Savage. It's going to be a legitimate safety duo for for years to come, uh, and it's going to mitigate that 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 third safety need um, even more. I, yeah. I have real 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 high expectations for for Darnell, Darnell Savage this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, for my bold prediction, I was actually yeah, I should I should have I shouldn't have let you go first because you you took my Darnell Savage bold prediction. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll uh, I'll expand on that a little bit. Um, I think that Darnell Savage, yeah, like you said, I think he's going to bounce back. I think that I think that the way they use him is going to change a little bit. Kind of one of my pet theories for this upcoming season is that Joe Barry is going to use a lot more cover one just with the with Jair back. They they can depend on him in one-on-one coverage a lot more than they can they could with some of the other personnel they had last year. So I think they're going to run cover one a little bit more. They're going to be able to put Darnell Savage in that robber role a little bit more. My bold prediction, I'm going to be very, very specific, um, which could come back to bite me, but my bold prediction is that Darnell Savage is going to finish the season with six interceptions. He's going to be second-team All-Pro, and he's going to be extended by the Packers. Oh, so, man, we, we didn't even plan it. Didn't even plan it. And that was, that was, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, 
I think that yeah, I think that that and, and a, a big piece for for um, Green Bay being successful is having that that uh, that other safety position um, solidified. And I think that he can do it. I really do. Yeah, yeah, I I have a lot of confidence in him as well. So it'll be definitely fun to watch him in that in that second year. Um, I think that people underestimate how complicated like the the this the system that Joe Barry ran is. Like I was looking at a Vic Fangio playlist from. Um, a while back and mm-hmm. it was just there's a ton of rules ton of different adjustments you have to make there's a lot a lot of stuff that the defense puts mentally on uh pretty much all players but especially the safeties in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks we get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value jordan love card but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates it's all just a shot in the dark until now Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Um, and then we were also going to uh, do cornerbacks. So just kind of cover the whole secondary. Um so just going over, obviously, the starters. You've got Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, and Eric Stokes. Those are kind of the obvious ones. Uh, behind them, um, you've got some death players. Shamar John Charles, a rookie from last year, is coming into his second year. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon, from the, the, who they signed from the Raiders. And then a couple guys who are kind of back at the back of that depth chart. They've got KB and Ento. Uh, they've got Rico Gafford, who's kind of a cool story. He switched from wide receiver to corner. He's really he's got a lot of speed. Um, and then a couple other guys, uh, Raleigh Texada, who's a undrafted free agent rookie, and Keontre Thomas. Um, I'm not sure. It looks like he he this is his uh, this is his second year um, in the league. And so, um, yeah, go let, let's go with uh, kind of the starters. I mean, just we can just cover them real quick. Obviously. Jair, we expect him to be one of the main slot players, but they could definitely switch that. I just think that having the three corners like this really opens up a ton for just the the defense in general. Like I mentioned earlier, than playing more cover one, I think you can basically you can blitz, you can do whatever you want because you can depend on these guys to you know handle handle the guys that they're assigned to cover and just not not make very many mistakes. I don't I don't know the last time that I've that I've ever had gone into a season where we weren't waiting to compete to see what one of the, the late round cornerbacks do or undrafted undrafted free agent cornerback does right because we've always you know there's always was you know hey who's going to be that third cornerback or, or who who can even compete with that second cornerback you know yeah um but this season it's it's really like who's going to be fighting for that fourth cornerback spot the top 3 are solidified I think one of the biggest things to watch out for for this position group is how often Jair Alexander lines up on the perimeter. He he is shown obviously throughout the league. He, you can put him anywhere on the perimeter in the slot, no matter where he is. You could probably put him at safety and he would succeed, right? Jair Alexander is an extremely versatile, elite player in this league. Um, but having two guys, Eric Sokes and Russell Douglas, who not only played 
last year, all, all almost all of last year on the perimeter, but played well on the perimeter last year. Does that give Green Bay versatility to put Jair Alexander in the slot even more so, and and having you know good safety good safety play yeah. um, behind uh, behind him, right? Would 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 be even more beneficial. Now the the situations that this kind of um, would 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 remind me of or what, that I would want Green Bay to utilize it right is last year Green Bay um, and Minnesota were I think it was maybe it was like first and ten inside the red zone Minnesota had the fifteen yard line or ten yeah. yard line of of Green Bay and Justin Jefferson lined up out of the backfield right, right. did a little out and up and caught a touchdown pass out of the backfield lined up as a linebacker that is a specific type of play. That right. I mean, a it's great coaching, great play design. I, you know, I can't, yeah. I'm not gonna, not, I'm not gonna throw shade on it, but, but that is a specific type of play that Jerry Alexander would be all over in any other situation, right? Mm-hmm. That's a situation where you have Douglas and and Stokes on the outside, and then you just have Jerry Alexander wherever you want him on the inside, including covering one of the best wide receivers who just happens to be lining up at the running back spot that play. So yeah. it's situations like those where it's, it's you know, it's gonna, it takes an elite animal, elite player to cover a well-designed play like that and jay alexander is that dude so um that's only one example there's going to be a ton more but mm-hmm. we'll see we will see i think that that if stokes and douglas can come in and play that perimeter spot as well as they did last year that we're going to see jay alexander played all over the field yeah and i mean even even if stokes like i i think that he could easily take a second year jump but, but even if he doesn't and he kind of replicates his play last year like he was he was a really good corner last year he uh he had one of the top you know he was knocking passes away he was allowing a really you know advantageous completion percentage for the defense even being one of the most highly targeted corners in the league so you know, if he can take another jump, you know, if he can catch some balls, uh, uh, he couldn't really do that last year. But if he can catch some catch some of the balls that go his way, you know, he could legitimately, I think, be an all pro. Um, just talk when, you know, when talking about like the backups, it, uh, we obviously we've got those top three um, kind of the, the question remains, you know, who who is behind them. Um, and obviously, I think that most people know that Keyshawn Nixon, he was kind of playing in that position for the most part, uh, what we've seen of the offseason program. Um, I'm still interested in seeing what Shamar John Charles can do because he had some really interesting snaps and, in you know, he got, didn't get on the field very much at all, but when he did, he did some interesting things. Um, and then, like I mentioned, you know, Rico Gafford, converted wide receiver, KB Nento, I think might be a converted wide receiver as well. Um, but I, I am interested to see what those guys do and kind of how that, those depth battles play out in, in training camp, both, you know, as kind of the backup in the slot and the backup on the perimeter. Cause you know, injuries are always a concern and you want to have, have some solid players in those positions as well. I think I, th- I like that you mentioned Rico Gafford, the the converted wide receiver to cornerback. I think that that that's really really um, notable for his speed, right? Now I think that obviously yeah. he's going to be mo- mo- u- mostly utilized on uh, um, uh, special teams and, and things of that nature. But you get you get true genuine speed at that cornerback uh, spot, um, even if it's cornerback three or four spot, and and that's something that's some real valuable stuff. And and not only even if you don't have sticky coverage like Jerry Alexander might offer you, if you have a cornerback just running stride for stride with a wide receiver and, and a cornerback, a quarterback throws it up to him, you're allowing not only a safety to possibly come make a play because the, the, the wide receiver, if nothing else just has a body in the way, because 
uh, this guy is keeping pace for pace for him. But in the event that he does, he does have a, a good cornerback skills, a natural nat- natural ability to cover. That speed is only going to allow him to be that much better. So yeah. um, I like that. I like that move a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's always kind of interesting when you have someone who's kind of an unknown like that. Like even, you know, I remember getting excited when they moved uh, James Looney to tight end. Just kind of, <laughs> you know, just kind of the unknown, right? It, it's kind of exciting. You know, you, it probably doesn't end up being anything interesting. But then again, you might get another Sam Shields or uh, someone like that who can who can really impact the game uh, using those those skills that they bring over from the wide receiver position. Um, but yeah, I think that the the main battle I'm going to be watching kind of in, in that depth corner position is going to be slot because Jair, Stokes, Rasul, you can all play those guys outside. So you've got some depth at outside corner. If one of them goes down, the other person, you know, one of the one of them can move outside. And yep. the, but the the thing is that I think that they've talked about Rasul playing in the slot. They've talked about Jair playing in the slot. Um, so you've already obviously got some depth there, but I think that just because, you know, we don't know if Stokes can really do that. Um, you know, maybe, maybe they try him there. Um, but I, I think that the depth, it makes the most sense to, to keep an eye on the depth at that slot corner position, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that, yep. That's where we're at with this defense is mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about safety three. We're talking about <laughs> cornerback four, right? There's yeah. the things we're talking about. I mean, even, okay, maybe, and then pass rusher three, right? Those yeah. are kind of the three main positions that we're, that we're looking at, which is extremely good problem to have, but yeah. that's what we're that's what we're at right now is we're we're fine tooth we're we're, we're 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 nitpicking the you know these these guys <laughs> that that are, are coming off the street they're undrafted they're they're late round yeah. picks and and they're they're walking into extremely good situation because they're gonna be learning a lot but no you're right there there's a lot of players that that we're gonna be watching at for that they're just not gonna get that much playing time but not because they're not good but because. Just the, the the team that they're on, but the, you you find a diamond in the rough, uh, which every team does. Every team every every team every year does, and, and Green Bay finds one diamond in the rough for any safety or cornerback position this 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 year, and you're adding to an already extremely good position group. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy to watch to just watch them in action. I can't I can't wait till week one and they get to get the matchup against the against the Vikings wide receivers. I mean, I can't wait. I know. <laughs> Ah, I, I can't wait for this off season to be over. I just want to watch some football. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, let's do some bold predictions. So what, uh, what bold predictions did you have for us? For the cornerback position, I'm going to, hmm, I'm going to go, I think Rico Gafford, uh, I, I like him I just, just for his speed. I think he's going to make, make the, uh, make the 53, which I think in an, in of itself, changing position group um, is a um, pretty bold prediction. But as far yeah. as, as, uh, um, the the position group itself, I think that Jair Alexander comes back. He 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 gets six to eight interceptions. I think the top three, right? Alexander, Douglas, Stokes, all have five interceptions. Minimum five Ooh. interceptions. That's where I'm going. Nice. That's that's a lot, but I, that's where I'm nice. going. Yeah, I, I like that. I was gonna um do, I was gonna do Jair kind of a similar prediction. I was gonna predict he he would have five interceptions, which was that he's had five interceptions total in his career up to this point. So I I think that you know. He kind of starts to get some of those numbers, you know, get some of that extra recognition. Obviously, Packers fans all all love him, um, but he kind of starts to get that national recognition. Gets gets some some nice stats. Um, I think that my bold prediction for some of the backups. I think that the the backup at slot will come down to Keyshawn Nixon and Shamar John Charles, and I think 
Uh, even though we've seen Keyshawn Nixon kind of be the, the primary backup of that role, I think I'm going to predict that Shamar John Charles takes that role. You know, I, I saw some really nice stuff from him in the very limited snaps that he played at in slot at slot corner last year. I think he's going to build on that in the second year. Um, he was pretty well regarded coming out of the draft, and he just he he takes that slot corner backup role and just doesn't doesn't let it go. I think that's that's if, if we got that kind of competition back there that at that cornerback number four spot, yeah. we're we're looking real good. Yeah, um, I I would be very happy if you know if if that's position you know when we get that position solidified if we get that solidified, it'll definitely kind of re- really solidify the group as a whole and kind of their kind of their depth and ability to to last through the season um, and just keep that versatility that having all those corners gives them. Um, well, I don't think there was anything else. We kind of covered the the main position groups, the backups, uh, the depth battles, all that sort of thing. Uh, McQuaid, was there anything else you wanted to uh, discuss? No, I think that was it. That, but that this that, just to reiterate, this is going into the season. This has got to be um, one of Green Bay's strongest position groups. I, I think they're, they're they're prime to do it. They're able to do it, but it's going to be one of the, one of their best position groups. And uh, everyone in Green Bay, Green Bay Nation, has has uh, pretty high expectations for them. So. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I think they can do it, and and we're we're gonna see some 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 great football played by the secondary this year. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of the Wisconsin Sports Rocks podcast. Um, we will see you again soon.